Hello and welcome to Things Musicians Don't Talk About with your hosts Hattie Butterworth and me, Rebecca Toll. Within our vibrant musical world, it can often feel that the struggles and humanity of the musicians is lost and restricted. Having both dealt in silence with mental, physical and emotional issues, we are now looking for a way to voice musicians' stories, discuss them further and to connect with the many others who suffer like we have. The personal issues we may face with our mental health, performance injury, work pressure and finances can be overlooked as the airbrush persona of musicians is sadly maintained. So join me, Hattie and guests as we attempt to bring an end to stigma by uncovering the things musicians don't talk about. just before we begin um, I just want to give a bit of a trigger warning for this episode because Be- Rebecca and I are going to be talking about some quite homophobic um, content that has been spread online and we just just want you to be aware that that is yeah uh, if something like that makes you quite upset then please give this episode a miss um, also there is the use of quite a few expletives and um, some quite fruity language used, especially by me. Um, so, yeah, if you have any young people about, just be aware of that. It might not be the best content for that. But anyway, off we go. All right. So, Hattie, why are we here today? Why have you dragged me out from my nap? What, what are we talking about today? Do you know what? I just. Something happened a couple days ago on the internet. That Um, place. (laughs) And I just found myself really ground down by it because it was an issue, not only encompassing one group of people, but it felt like it summed up so much about what this podcast means, but also why I have felt so fucking... Yeah, going right there. So, so fucking angry with yeah. our profession at times. Mm. And I don't want to put all the blame on the world we've created, but I want to. Do it. <laughs> it you yeah, put that blame. Because it does feel like this has happened. And like everyone listening is like, what's she going to say? Yeah. <laughs> but this has happened like because of the culture we've created, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion. So basically, if anybody follows um, that well-known station, <laughs> Classic FM, they kind of one yeah, they one of the only platf- like people, classical music people on Facebook who like, I don't know. It says here they have three point five million likes. Wow, Whoa. okay, that's like a lot of people. I don't know, that's and I feel like all of, of their po- they post really regularly, like every couple hours they new posts, loads of stuff on their website, new articles, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's very much like the the classical music kind of sidelines place for everyone to congregate and chat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of like BuzzFeed, but for nerds. Yeah. (laughs) And they, I think what they do really well, before we drag them through the mud, what they do really well is they do hear that things need to change they hear we need to 
talk about more stuff. But I suppose it can feel sometimes a little bit tokenistic, like, do they really mean this or are they just saying it because they think they should? So in light of it being Pride Month last month, um, they posted, I think, three different articles on Facebook. One was about opera singers, LGBTQ+, opera singers, you should know. One was about LGBTQ plus ensembles from around the world. And the other one was about LGBTQ plus composers. And I am not kidding you that 90% of the comments on every single one of these posts was of a homophobic or how else would you put it? Because homophobic is pretty I good. Think, well, to be fair, I think if you're saying shut up about about your you know about your um, identity, if you're saying shut up about your identity, that's homophobic to me. I'm sorry, like you don't have to say I hate all gay people mm-hmm. for it to be homophobic, you know. So, do you have hmm. any examples of the comments for people yeah, that I was might not have say, seen it? Yeah. So the m- massive majority of the comments were saying things like. When is straight month being held? Like, stick Mm. to the music, please. I thought this page was about classical music. Liberals always trying to impose their ideologies on everyone. Absurd that music enters into political correctness. Listen to music for joy and not abrasiveness of any population. Stop Mm. putting labels on people's sexual preferences. Does it really matter when you're playing music? Totally irrelevant. No one cares. Someone just commented swiftly moving on. Like... I'm not even joking you, like every, almost every single one. And then there were one or two absolute soldiers trying to get these homophobes to shut up. But there are two kind of two things I want to start with, with this whole thing. One is I forgot that there were people still out there that thought this way. Um, Because I think of my algorithm, I don't know if you agree with this, but because I have chosen to follow people that wouldn't talk this way, and wouldn't engage in this kind of like dialogue. It wouldn't even cross their mind that to share something about pride would be an issue. <laughs> like, so I'm thinking yeah. actually, God, we have a long way to go. Like, so firstly that, and the other part of it is so much talk on these comments about sexuality, about sex life, sex, sex, sex. And I'm thinking, we're talking about LGBTQ+, plus. we're talking about trans people who are, you know, probably going through one of the most horrendous times in history for obviously on the one hand being told please open up on the other hand facing the most disgusting phobia in the UK transphobia is horrendous right now in the UK especially and I'm sure throughout the world but the fact that their whole life was just not taken into account because this is just about sex it's like gender like people's gender dysphoria is not just about sex it's about their whole life like and you're saying that you want us to shut up about these musicians that exist like I don't know that was kind of my starting on it and I, what I kind of took from it but you know I'm sure you're yes, gonna have a lot to say also <laughs> I feel like I just haven't like let you speak yet because I've been so rolled up no it's good like it's so easy to scroll past these things especially Mm. when it comes to um classical music and you know it's pretty common knowledge that a lot of classical music audiences are sort of the older generation who 
perhaps aren't as open-minded as others. And um, yeah, often the comment section of articles like this or pages like this are just full of those people mm-hmm. so brazenly just and yeah they're just like tearing down I was scrolling through some of the comments earlier um and it's like after this you should guys you guys should post top 10 crossfit opera singers and then the top 10 what? vegan opera singers and so, oh, here's one. Don't forget the top 10 opera singers who leave their toilet paper under as opposed to over. They need recognition too. Oh and, my God. Yeah. And it just leaves me fuming because these, like, I do get what they mean that. Yeah. That's the frustrating thing. Like, I can yeah. get where they're coming from, but also they're just not thinking at all as you say, that it's not just about sex, but even if it were about sex, it's still a community of people that have been horrendously discriminated against um, and has not been, quote unquote, the default in the past. And in the same way, I don't know, I can imagine that also the type of people that would be like, oh, why should we listen to non-white European composers yeah. if their work isn't as good as Mozart or Haydn or whatever yeah and it's I just this whole misunderstanding of mm. uh, yeah ex- exactly the same thing as you were saying and that you kind of forget that these opinions exist because of your mm. bubble of social media and the algorithm mm. um it's just so shocking when you see it and you think people are joking and then you read it and you're like Oh, yeah, that's it. I, I was so, I've never seen anything that felt less like joking in my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was completely. like if this is meant to be funny, which it's not, <laughs> that was so baffling to me. And also, like, I don't know, what was I gonna say? I'm just yeah, like what you said actually, which is really interesting, is I do get where they're coming from in the sense of which we shouldn't need a pride kind of thing. We shouldn't need to you know, distinguish the musicians that are gay and the musicians that aren't because they should all just be accepted. Yes, yeah, in an um, ideal world, but that's not what you're, that's not what this yeah. is. Unfortunately, <laughs> we do need this because of what's gone on in history. And um, there are still homophobic, uh, violent incidents every day. Um, you know, there are, there are still discriminatory acts taking place every mm. single day across the world. And to be like, oh, we don't need to celebrate or support these people anymore because it's it's fine to be whoever you are nowadays is completely privileged, closed minded. Yeah, or it's just like not empathetic or thinking at all. It's like if you didn't have to grow up with someone constantly telling you that your identity is wrong. then of course, yeah. you're going to think, let's just move on. Where's the music? Bloody hell. Yeah. Where's the music? You know, and that's another thing I really want to talk to you about is this idea of, you know, it's just about the music. And phew, how many percentage of the comments said that? 50%. And yeah. I, this is the bit that was making me upset, actually, because I was thinking this is how I felt about my mental health. And I know I feel like I always bring it back to my mental health. I'm sorry. But obviously, <laughs> that's my brand. <laughs> well, this is what the podcast is about, Hattie. I'm sorry to break it to you. There but, we go. Uh... But yeah. <laughs> so that's how I felt about that was 
um, excuse me, this issue is your personal deal that you can deal with. And on the concert platform, please can you present yourself as a nice little girl who is very happy and very polite and very posh and all of this and says the right things and has sex with the right people. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And doesn't have well, any you don't problems. think about it because she's married and yeah. that's that she'll have kids and then yeah, live in a nice house, you know, and come and play it for us at the weekends. And it's like, will you please shut the fuck up? Okay, I have problems that have literally made me feel so out of place in this industry, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how. I'm sure you feel probably similarly in some ways. Um, but it's just that it was that that was like, just talk about the music. Let's move on. Talk about the music. I'm like, we can't talk about the music until we yeah. actually care about the musicians for for a minute. Yeah. Oh. I I definitely feel I mean I haven't seen any statistics but I would be interested to see any statistics about the mental health of LGBTQ people and mm-hmm. yeah it's not a disconnected thing at all I expect that their mental health does suffer I mean even just reading the comments of these articles mm-hmm. um if you're going to be open about mental health you have to be open about everything yes yeah, so it yeah I can completely understand why you would connect those two things because they are connected. Yeah. Um, and as and you I, said, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry no, 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 no. I was just going to say, no. as, as you said as well about racism, I felt there was a real racist thing there as well about yes. like, I don't know what it was and I wasn't going to bring it up, but because you did, I was thinking actually this is massive because in a way it does have that as well. Like, let's not show visibility for black composers. Let's not show visibility for black performers because it's all about the music. It's not about them as people. It's not about... Yeah. Um, Is this as good as Beethoven 5? Yeah. Yeah, literally. Like, but does um, it matter? How yeah. can you measure that anyway? I don't know. But also, I... I say that a lot. But also, um, <laughs> the we have heard... We've only heard for the majority of history, straight white male voices and interpretations of music um, and performances. So it's so important that we make an effort to support those people that aren't identifying as those things, because we need to be able to hear everybody's voice, like our entire Mm. view of classical music and what it sounds like has been formed by for the most part, those people. But it could sound so much richer with the voices of yeah. everybody else. So by them being like, it's just, it, you know, let's just focus on the music. If if you're going to take that argument and run with it, it's like, okay, well, if we are going to focus on the music and you want to hear as much music played in as many different ways as possible and find your best interpretation or, or whatever, you need to be able to hear performances from across the board surely everybody's experience their experiences shape how they sound how they think how they express themselves and if you only have performers who have lived one experience then what does that say about the classical music world and and how we understand it I don't know (sighs) that is an amazing point though that's something that actually didn't cross my mind at all. Because I think that's Rumpy. just... <laughs> I don't know, I just think that's something that, like, I take for granted in wanting 
from mm. the music world and actually there's a, a big part of people that that can't see why yeah. that's important but yeah like even as a woman let alone you know a whatever else I am woman bisexual you're a great woman great woman bisexual <laughs> like mentally ill whatever even as just as that I'm like mm, not many women like me in this profession are there and that's what, because yeah. there's no visibility for women mm-hmm. composers or performers with mental illness at the top of their game kind of thing do you know what I mean yeah and maybe there are people yeah. out there that are just like you but you just have no idea and they're shit scared of saying that they're like me or gay or trans or whatever because of the backlash they're gonna get and it's real backlash you know this isn't made up this isn't like us having a go about our issues for fun actually this is a real issue within our profession that needs to change because you read that as anybody a bit different and you think holy shit this is not the place for me I want to run and hide yeah you know I want to literally like run to the top of the mountain, build myself a little hut, never come back down, never play for any of you fuckers again. You know? That's I know. how it makes me feel. I went to see, I think it was the last night of the proms a couple of years ago with a friend. And um, oh, for the life of me, I can't remember what the soprano soloist's name was. I think it was Jamie something. And she um, was singing God Save the Queen at the end. Um, and had a massive pride flag and was waving it around and it was like half the people in the audience were like yeah this is amazing and half the people were like oh don't don't like this mm-hmm. um but from when I was watching it I was like wow this performance of this piece that I know so well and detest most of the time um <laughs> feels so emotionally charged yeah. so monumental because of the fact that she is celebrating pride um and it completely was such a completely different experience than any other time I'd heard it purely because of the fact that she was doing this and it was incredible um that sounds I've stuck in my memory just looked up her name it's Jamie Barton that's the one. She was amazing. Oh my god! Isn't she from the US as well? Yeah, big she old like, singing rainbow dress. Rain. <laughs> I know. What a legend! Um, such a legend. Oh my god! Like you can you can just imagine like Doreen from I don't know Reading <laughs> in the comment section being like, "Oh, a lovely piece, but wish she could have had longer hair and not waved that silly flag around." Oh my. It's like people that say they don't think that Royal Britannia should be cut out or whatever. Oh, maybe it was that one. That would have made more sense. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think they sing God Save the Queen normally. But At I the proms? <laughs> Not normally, do they? Maybe they do. Um, but Jerusalem, I mean, definitely. All, so many pieces have been, uh, have meant so much to people because of the experience of the people performing it or... Uh, I don't know, I'm just thinking back to back in the day when I was there, uh, like World War II and like patriotic, (laughs) (laughs) patriotic music and stuff. And it's the context and the Mm. struggles of the people playing it that that makes it even more emotional. And how you can not how you can be like, oh, um, isn't it amazing that 
those people in the wartime played this music and they were having such a hard time and then be like oh but these people who have had a terrible Mm -hmm. time with their identity they're not allowed to flaunt their struggles oh my god you're the queen of double standards Hey. What do you mean? Everyone else. I, I don't even like I have double standards. You have no place. double standards. <laughs> These assholes have the double standards. Oh, thanks, Hattie. No, not Appreciate a it. That's so perceptive, though. That's so true. It's like issues are relevant. Oh, what's the word? Relative for them yeah. to the time. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Like, ooh, ooh. I want to ask you a question. Have you yeah. ever heard a performance or performed a performance yourself where the struggles of the person playing or the personality or or your own struggles have made the performance different in some way or I don't know have you experienced something like that Mm. (laughs) thinking thinking gosh I really want to say yes just just say yes and then say you'll tell me the story another time (laughs) Yes, you I probably, definitely have. I know you probably have. And I'm just thinking, yes, I have. Oh, yeah. I remember I did this gig once. This is really like random, this coming to my head. Mm-hmm. I did this gig once for the, do you know the World Harmony Orchestra? No, but it sounds delightful. It's cute. It's this. It's smaller than it sounds. It sounds like a sounds very international. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> It's this great guy, I can't remember his name, he's French, and his yeah. wife is English, and they put on these awesome concerts, basically to support refugee crisis, to support so many amazing causes. And I remember I did this one concert in somewhere in North London. This was a while back. This is maybe in my second year, third year. And my parents came, actually, because they were in in town. Oh. And um, at the concert, we kind of did this, like, walk through the world like slightly like oh, what what was it oh yeah that was it we were playing pieces from different countries where refugees had oh cool from. yeah Sweet. it was really cool and there was this one guy and he came um and he sang with us the Iraqi national anthem and he didn't speak a word of English wow. but as soon as he opened his mouth and like I have no idea what the words mean nothing but it was absolutely spellbinding. And his son, I think, was in the orchestra. His son was like about 15 and oh. he played the violin. And his son was like translating for him during the rehearsals. And this guy literally like, he had one of the most incredible voices I've ever heard. He sang like his absolute life depended on it. And I never forget that. And I've literally saved the Iraqi national anthem on my phone. I listen to it a lot. <laughs> It's such, a, it's such a tune anyway so I don't yeah, know but that Hattie, in my mind but yeah it shouldn't be relevant that he was from Iraq and you should listen to all the other national anthems oh my gosh make no, it fair. no but seriously though if I didn't have the Iraqi national anthem in my life <laughs> it's really made my life better you should listen to it it's so okay cool. I will it's called I'll put it as my love Mortony Mortony I'm not going to be able to type that. If my sisters that, are listening, think. they're going to be literally rolling their eyes like, oh my God, I'm so sick of hearing this anthem. Because I play it all the time. I can even sing it, but I'm not going to. But if <laughs> if you had heard that anthem by a British a British person singing it mm. um, in a lunchtime recital down the road, oh my God. it probably 
wouldn't have stuck in your mind as much I would hazard a guess no that's so I probably would have been half asleep to be completely frank with you you'd be like why are they singing this song (laughs) so would would you say Jamie Barton which would be your example or do you have another example that's the only one I can think of right now I'm sure there are more I mean also thinking about times that I've performed Mm. and I have been in a bit of a rut with my mental health Mm. and it meant so much the performance meant so much more to me because of the fact that I was struggling and it might not have been it might not have been the best playing or the most fantastic piece but the fact that I was there and I was being supported by my friends or Mm. I was supporting them or whatever the fact that I had gotten there despite all the struggles or whatever made the performance for me and mm. yes that may not have come across to the audience because I, I don't know trumpet at the back of the orchestra is not shouting about how our day has been um but it's exactly the same that yeah of course if it were all about the music as these people in the comment section argue then you just don't get that higher level of appreciation um I mean yeah it's not every performance you're going to go to and and know that the person on stage you'll know their sexuality or where they've come from or whatever but to celebrate it is purely that to celebrate it not to say this is the only thing about them that matters it's saying this is the thing that has defined their journey to get here yeah Um, I'd so agree. I just want to read a um, the comment. Is this an infuriating comment or a good comment? This is a good comment. This is my uh, friend Kieran, who I will ask permission <laughs> to read it. Otherwise, um, we'll just cut it out and have a nice song here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please say yes, Kieran. So Kieran is why we're doing this, really, because he mm. made me aware of it through posting on Facebook. So Kieran Carter, he's a cellist. I think um, I know him. Do you know him? Of maybe of him probably now whilst you're reading very cool so you said um trigger there'll be a big trigger warning for bad language in this episode (laughs) 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 um and I'm going to continue with with sharing the bad language so Kieran said I'm so fucking incensed at this post's comment section it's abhorrent I had to share to at least try and change one person's mindset or make people realize why pride month exists Pride Month is for anyone who felt or feels shame hiding their sexuality, gender identity for any amount of time, be it two months or 20 years or even more. It's also at the end of the day to celebrate the colourful, accepting and brave LGBTQ plus community who've had so many, many years, for so many, many years endured hate, shame, bullying and even death for just being who they want to be. Educate yourselves, your family, and anyone who might be ignorant enough to challenge this on a sort of post that classical music, classic, oh my gosh, I can't speak, classic FM have rightly and wonderfully shared. It's 2020, and I obviously, the rest of the LGBTQ plus community and I can't fucking bear reading such backwards, invalidating comments anymore. Yes. Yes, Kieran. Yes, thank you, Kieran. That sums up. We should have just read that out instead of blowing on our <laughs> <laughs> Um 
I was actually just looking further up the page. And this is so interesting, I think. Um, there's an article from yesterday about um, Soprano opens up about uh, miscarriage hours before Royal mm-hmm. Opera House premiere. And I mean, there is one comment at the bottom that says, who cares? Exclamation mark, exclamation. <laughs> Um, but the I'm rest the same of them, fucking person. Yeah, and the rest of them are like, wow, I can't imagine the amount of pain that she's in or oh has been God. in. This is heartbreaking, blah, blah, blah. And it just strikes me how, again, double standard that is. That, yeah. Of course, they're, you know, it is terrible and such a horrible thing to have to go through. But how is her pain, or how is the LGBTQ community's pain? not equal to this soprano's pain oh my gosh literally so many sympathetic comments in this section that is so interesting that is so interesting and to be honest with you I reckon if it was a mental health one I don't think there would have been as many bad comments despite me thinking that still things need to change I still think you're right like even for something like that, people tend to be more sympathetic. But when it's something like sexuality, for some reason, people just, oh, my God. They don't want to know. <laughs> they don't They don't want to know. Even though... But we want to know. Pregnancy, hate to break it to you guys, is also to do with sex. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. You don't need to know who she had sex with. Might have been a woman. It might, well, it might have been a woman. Who, know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, does that sum it up well enough, do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon so. feel Have like we've got it out of our system. Done a big emotional dump, as you like yeah. to say. My tagline. <laughs> I can just imagine you editing back the last podcast and just replaying that over and over again. I did. I did have to listen to it a few times. <laughs> to understand I, what I was going on about or I don't know I can't remember oh you were just obsessed. saying that you enjoyed you enjoyed talking about your your crap and I said I, I do well. yeah of course I do but yeah I understand it's kind of fired me up to want to keep going with everything there's plenty of stuff to talk about that's what I keep We're never I keep being like out. oh what are we going to talk about next and then something <laughs> pops up and I'm like oh yeah here we go again <laughs> Honestly, we'll be fine for the duration. But anyway. <laughs> like renewable energy source. <laughs> that is so true. We could literally start a whole renewable energy source on the comment sections of comment sections of Classic FM. It's Amazing. sponsored by. <laughs> it's literally like, you know, if they need to find a new kind of like shit fuel, you know, transferring mm. shit into energy. That's how you do it. Yeah, this would do it for sure. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for ranting with me. It's been beautiful. Thank you. It's really what I needed. Oh, not props. Maybe I'll go in the comment section now and be like, if you'd like to further discuss this, listen to our podcast. There you go. Oh, yeah, totally. Actually, we should do that. Might we definitely should. To them. Okay, oh. we'll be on that. Watch we'll be space. in jail tomorrow. <laughs>